Blog Talk Radio. Good Sunday evening, everybody. I'm Rich Allen alongside the coach. That's right. Coach Eugene Benton joins us all the way from, uh, well, the ocean side of life, but yet going to hang out with us uh, with the whistle on the side and the microphone on. And, of course, uh, we'll get you caught up in the next two hours here. As It's been quite an interesting week here in the low country. Uh, we've uh, kicked off spring sports uh, here in the last couple of weeks, but it looks like the breaks and the uh, caution flag is out for those in the spring because as of 4 o'clock today, as of 4 o'clock today, the governor of South Carolina has stopped all activity, not only in the classroom, it automatically stops all the activity on the courts, on the fields, on you name it. They do it not any longer, at least for the next two weeks. So without further ado, I bring in Coach Benton and say uh, good afternoon. Welcome to the our Sunday show where you and I get a chance to hang out for a couple of hours, catch up on all the action from the week that was. And boy, we've had a good one uh, as uh, we'll get into some of that here, but uh, Coach, are you excited a little bit about the spring, but then all of a sudden you see what just kind of took place around 4 o'clock with this, uh, man, this corona thing is the real deal. Yeah, you know, just it, it would be a better description to say someone just pulled the rug out from under your feet. You know, I mean, look around, and, and I went to uh, the JV and varsity baseball games over at Oceanside on Friday night, you know, and there's so many of these kids, especially, you know, there are quite a few kids who are seniors who played football for us, too, um, as well. And to know that there might be a chance that they don't suit up again. Um, and, and that's just it's so disheartening. But, you know, we get the safety issue and we get everybody, you know, trying to be safe and, and, and not be sick and not be curious because it might be that the young folks could tote this thing and, and it not phase them, but, you know, there's concerns that they could take it home to grandparents or other people. And so I get all the safety issue, but, man, my heart just breaks for seniors, especially, you know, that high school league hasn't made any decisions um, as to whether they'll either just cancel it or postpone seasons. But I really, really hope they do the right thing and give these kids another chance to compete. I mean, even the shortened season, anything's better than just, you know, cutting these guys' careers short. You know, some of them are going on to play college ball. and You know, we'll have a, a future and, and more games to play and more practices and things like that. But for those that this is their last drive, if they don't get to play again, man, that just that just breaks my heart. But yeah, There's um, a good chance you know, so that could happen, we'll too. To see. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that, that's yeah. Uh, one of the one of the things as well. There, uh, you, you know, you, you look at a coach, and we, we kind of put everything in perspective. The reality thing is this, and I get it; it's heartbreaking for the athletes. You've practiced uh, forever, you've trained since forever, right? And and here we go. I was actually on Saturday yesterday. Uh, I spent the day over at Somerville High School, and uh, you know, we don't really get much of a rest doing radio. Of course, uh, we get out and about. We live in 
the high school world. This isn't something we just are doing because the pros aren't doing anything. No, we do this 24-7. We live and eat and breathe uh, over there on the high school campuses. So we welcome those who have joined us because there was nothing to cover now in the pros. So we say welcome here to the uh, campus of all your local high schools. But we also do the college front as well. And, and for me, in building Southern Sports Central the last seven years, right, I, I've, of course, uh, I, I realized that, that that was kind of where the Lord had moved me to go into my ministry to kind of help you know, get things together here, help these young men become, become grown men. And now this year, 2020, we really kind of wrapped arms around the track and field. We're going to do some baseball, given that the opportunity is there. So what I did yesterday is at 930, I show up over there at Somerville, and they've got, ah oh man, just tons and tons and tons of kids over there from multiple schools from around the state of South Carolina. And, uh, of course, Somerville always hosts that, uh, that Azalea. It's actually the um, – uh, the Raising Canes annual, 28th annual this year, uh, Azalea Invitational right. Track and Field. And it was incredible. I mean, there was a lot of kids there. I actually saw an Oceanside kid uh, there as well. And um, it, it's fun to watch these guys be and ladies be the competitors that they are because I'm telling you something. It may be a team sport, but there's so much individual things that have to happen in your, in your track meet and your high jumps and your, you know, there's so many different things. It's that going to the Olympics, really, quite frankly. But the uh, the passion that these kids have, and you see they give everything they got, and when they get done, they cross that finish line, they hit the grass, and it's almost like they go into a coma. You know, but you have to, uh, you know, we'll talk a little about that here in hour number two is I'm going to get Coach, um, uh, Coach Savella is going to come in here. He's one of the track and field coaches over at Somerville. He's been over there for a long time. He's also does some personal stuff on the side. I know he works with a lot of athletes around the low country, kind of like what we do here at Southern Sports Central. And uh, we'll get him in here as well to talk about the success of this, uh, you know, annual track meet that has been going on now for 28 years uh, and, and all the things that it not only brings to Somerville, but to the low country and things like that. And of course, we'll let him give uh, some love to the sponsors, not just of course uh, that of, um, Raising Cane, there was a lot of food trucks out there yesterday as well. And, of course, the, the sponsors that also participated in that, maybe quietly. And then all the, of course, volunteers that gave hours and hours and heat. I mean, at least it wasn't hot yesterday. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll get into that as well. Now, he'll join me at 7 o'clock coming up at 6.30. We're going to get Coach Hines all the way from San Diego, California. That's right. You guys are familiar with Coach Hines on Twitter and on Facebook. He is probably one of the most motivational guys. I've seen in social media in quite some time. He's going to hang out with us uh, a little bit there. And then Coach Smitty may join us around 717. I believe he's over at C.E. Murray. He's going to be one of the coaches, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Coach, uh, up there in the uh, upcoming high school blitz uh, yeah, yeah, uh, all-star yeah. event that they have, right? Yeah, and I and I reached out to them earlier, you know, and I, I'm trying to share it with, you know, folks in the low country. And I know I'm – social media friends with a lot of the coaches and parents and players because, you know, what for our team, we have a, an astounding rising junior class that's really deep, you know, and I think it's a great exposure event. If you're a kid trying to play ball at the next level, every bit of positive exposure you can create is a good thing, whether it be coaching, you know, playing in a, an all-star game or, or participating and doing well in the combine. Anything that you can do to create positive attention to yourself as an athlete is always good, and I really praise these guys for putting this together. You know, those things are not easy to get going off the ground, and so and uh, they 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 pick two awesome coaches for uh, for this game, and so uh, or for this yeah I guess the game because they're they're doing the combine. Um, but these two coaches that are that are coaching and this, the two head coaches are, are really really good coaches. 
you know, put guys into Division One football, Division Two football. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I actually hope that you know I can uh, get a good group of um, you know our players. But um, I think it'd be great for any player who's a rising junior and wants to have that chance to compete. So let's go do it. But uh, I really hope to get a bunch of our guys up there and, and see what they can do. Yeah, it'll be an exciting time. Of course, uh, Coach Mitty just confirming he's going to join us. He is the head coach of uh, and the athletic director of C.E. Murray. He'll join us to talk about just what's going on with him, what's going on with his program. Of course, being the athletic director, he's not only the head football coach, he also was the head of the entire program over there. So this is something that's affecting him in multiple ways as well because there are a lot of football teams right now. They are gathering for spring practice as far as working out and running and getting prepared as a team now. Now, here's my thing, and I've said this before. We're going to head to a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the news that broke out at 4 o'clock here in the state of South Carolina, where they have now shut down schools for the next two weeks. Uh, If you're in Charleston, uh, I have gotten word that they are going to be shutting down uh, Tanger Outlet. That's going to happen possibly tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So there is going to be, a, I would say, a snowball effect here. Once the schools start to close down, you know, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, you would imagine, uh, and again, if Walmart shuts down, my gosh, it, it's definitely going to be a massive thing. But when I saw Disney World closing down today, and that was announced earlier uh, or later last in, in the end of the week, you knew we had a situation because Mickey Mouse doesn't close down for hurricanes. So for him to shut this thing down uh, for something like this, it might be a little bit bigger than we know about. But, you know, there's just a right. few things. Now, I do want to apologize because we did have, uh, a guy who comes in here and he is a big time supporter of the show. And I've actually grew up playing against him uh, growing up down uh, here in the, uh, actually up on the grand strand. That's coach uh, Jimmy Smith was going to join us. Of course, he was the head coach over at Cedar Grove where they came into Somerville and played these guys a couple years ago. And then he got promoted over and had an opportunity to coach over there with coach Elliott at Georgia state. He did well there. Well, where do you think he heads? He heads to Arkansas. He's the head running back coach over there uh, with the Razorbacks. And he was ready, set and, Let's go. Seven o'clock was going to be his hair time. Well, compliance department got in touch with him, got in touch with me, said, look, you got him. You just got to wait two weeks. Let's get this Corona thing done and out of the way. So, hey, Corona's even touched us here on Southern Sports Central. And that's, it was kind of different, but you got to respect it. It is what it is. And I 100% comply with what they need because at any point in time, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to get a, a college coach, a high school coach, a player at any level come in here and uh, talk to us about what's going on. So we are going to take a quick break. We'll reset a little bit, come back. We'll talk a little bit about the news that was released at 4 o'clock today with the governor here that came on and some plans that I kind of have an idea what's happening. I know Dorchester County, I talked to uh, one of their people in the know as well about what is and isn't going to happen. There's still some things unclear. They're going to have a meeting at 830 in the morning. We'll talk about that as well. If you want to call in, talk some sports, come on in. Let's hang out. The number to call in is like this. It's 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 323 323- Seven eight four nine six eight one, and this is something I'm going to tell you. It's just going to be a live show, so you want to come on in here and hang out with us, and let's have a little fun. We'll be right back. You're on the couch, blowing up my phone. You don't want to come out, but you don't want to be alone. It don't take but two to have a little soiree. If you're in the mood, 
sit tight right where you are, baby. Cause I'll be at your door in 10 minutes. Whatever you got on, girl, stay in it. You ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time. I'm gonna bring the good time home to you. We'll have a suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I want to thank Jonathan Farmer and the Tent Farm for uh, being one of our main sponsors here on Southern Sports Central. Joined us this past season. Excited to have uh, Farmer and the boys and the girls from uh, the Tent Farm over here with us. Again, if you need anything at all when it comes to giving you some shade, 
And it is almost that time of year where the heat is definitely going to become a factor uh, no matter what you do. Uh, so if it's your business, it's your home, it's your car, whatever the need may be, reach out to those guys over there at the team, Tent Farm. Of course, uh, the biggest news coming up here today is, of course, the school closings uh, around the state of South Carolina. Now, what does that affect in the world of sports and everything? Because when they shut the doors, they lock the doors up on the high school, the middle school, and any of those, of course, schools, it automatically locks out all of the activity on athletics. And, again, that's heartbreaking for a lot of these people. I spoke to the, uh, uh, a handful of coaches here uh, this afternoon. I spoke to a lot of track coaches this afternoon. And, uh, you know, it is heartbreaking for a lot of them because here's the way it probably works out. Again, this is not confirmed, but this is the way that a lot of people are feeling like this is how it's going to happen. This is going to set back a lot of things because two weeks gets you into April. April is usually when region play starts to happen. You start getting into uh, some tournaments and that, things like that. Uh, so how does that affect some of the younger athletes and the JV programs? Uh, again, that could be big because they don't have the long season that you notice in varsity. So that could be if they played over the weekend or if they played in the last week or so, that may have been their last opportunity to play. Now, hopefully, hopefully that is not, um, that is not the case with everybody. Hopefully that's not the case with the varsity. And, and, Coach, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we got on the air, and you spoke a little bit about it as we came back uh, as soon as we got on the air and said that you hope this isn't something that's going to be a long-term deal. And, and at the end of the day, I don't – let's see, I don't agree with Danny Cannell on many things, but I do on this. And he put on Twitter, do you think there's more than they're telling us? And that may be the case because for me, for them to have shut down as much as they are – and things are happening as much as they're happening in for Disney World to close down. That kind of tells you a little bit. It's a pretty big deal, right? It's a pretty big deal. And so for me, uh, you've already noticed the College World Series, done. Season hasn't even really got up and moving, and they've canceled the College World Series. But my biggest heartbreak, and not because I'm in the state of South Carolina, not because I'm a Gamecock, but it is because of the Lady Gamecocks. How do you go and only lose one game in the entire season? And you don't even get a chance to win a trophy to be the national championship. And I'm not one of those that likes to hand out trophies if you don't earn it. But by the grace of God, I'm going to tell you something there, Coach. They earned it. One loss throughout the entire season. I think yeah. it was Indiana that beat them. They went through their entire and was, regular you know, season and did everything. Right. Such a close game, too. If I recall, it was like four points, six points, or two points, something like that. Um, and, and, you know, even Tom was upset about it, you know, and how – what ESPN decided to do was pick, uh, I think, the top 15 or 20 games of the season. And not even one of them were a Gamecock game. And, you know, their their response to her, someone responded to her and said, well, you know, when you beat UConn by, you know, 16, 18 points, you're probably not going to have many good games. And, you know, they, they beat Mississippi State. They beat all these great teams, beating UConn, Mississippi State, these others in the same season was that itself you know, a, a really awesome achievement, but then to blow through the SEC tournament like they did, you know, and, and not even, and on top of that, they were going to host, you know, being, sure. being that one seed, they were going and the number one seed overall, you know, they were going to host games. And so that's, that's just, that's such a big program builder. And that's such, and, and especially in a season where, you know, there weren't really high expectations. Sure. With Don Staley, you always have expectations of having a, a really good team, but a lot of people going in the beginning didn't think this was a Final Four national championship team. And uh, what she's done is just remarkable. And, 
you know, at the end of the day, you fight, 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 work, 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 and you kind of look around to the table and there's nothing on it to eat. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, what did, what did we do? Sure, sure, you, you know, educated, you know, some very talented young women, and, you know, and, and they played some ball and had some great experiences, but everybody competes for a trophy. Everybody right. competes to win. You put all the blood, sweat, and tears in to win, to come out on top. Otherwise, if you don't want to win, don't play. You know, and it's just, man, that, that is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, you know. And, and the men's basketball team had a chance to make one of the tournaments. You know, depending on how they did in the SEC tournament, who knows? They've beaten some good well, teams. Well, and, and, and not even to look at it just as a South Carolina thing, there, there were there were great storylines on the men's side of things. There were great things that were happening. A lot of people thought maybe, you know, there could be some Cinderella stories that were building up into going into this tournament. So on the men's side, of course, I know, you know, again, Clemson had had their thing. Man, Clemson was rolling this year. They were upsetting teams right and left up there in Tigertown, beating, you know, yeah. the likes of what would be, could be, might be uh, the great blue bloods of the ACC. They beat, what, Duke one time, and then turned around beat North Carolina, beat Florida State. I think they beat yeah. Louisville. I mean, they really were yeah. lighting it up this year, and, and – and, so, again, but then you go nationally and look at other teams out there that were really just continuing to do great things and big things. And then when you think Duke was rolling through, they would get upset, get beat by somebody, but yet would find a way by the tip of a of a finger to roll or whatever it may be, they would find a way to beat North Carolina. So, uh, again, here's right. kind of the, the, the actual conversation that happened at 4 o'clock as a result of Governor McMaster's order issued Sunday afternoon related to the coronavirus. Of course, uh, all schools in the state of South Carolina – uh, offices will be closed due uh, to students beginning tomorrow. That's Monday, March 16th, and then until Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Now, I would find it weird for them to come back on a on a Wednesday, but yeah, I didn't think this would happen. All schools-related activities and travel, including before and after school programs, are canceled. That is the big thing. That is where sports and school come together. So, again, there will be nothing. There will be nothing here. Now, nutritional services will launch – uh, grab-and-go style meal distribution sites beginning on Monday to serve students during this time additional details on site locations. Now, hours of operation, menu options will be available evening. And if you go to, uh, of course, Charleston, this is the Charleston one, www.ccsdsschools.com, you can get their information. Now, I talked to one of the officials in the middle of everything up in Dorchester County. He said they've got a meeting at 830. After that, he'll give me a shout, and we will get out that information to you as well. But you heard if you watch this, this uh, I, I would say uh, the governor, when he spoke, he mentioned, or, or one of the ladies there mentioned about using buses to get the food out to those who don't have transportation to come and get the food. So I, I applaud the state of South Carolina. I applaud the officials because you have to keep this thing in perspective. Yes, we're heartbroken about the sports not being played. It is something that, of course, uh, it touches all of our hearts here in the world of sports, but it's a lot greater than that because there are some kids, this is the only time they eat is when they go to school on Monday through Friday. Okay, They only get a chance yeah. to eat breakfast when they get to school. They only eat lunch when they go to school. And you see some of them maybe pocketing some of that taken at home because of their situation at home. So I applaud the officials. I applaud the, the state of South Carolina and any other government-bounded programs out there that are doing things. They're looking at using – the summer fitting money to go ahead and let's get food into these young kids' hands because, again, you know, you don't know what the situation is outside of the schoolhouse. And when you, you know, you look at a starving child, it, it, it's not their fault. They, they didn't ask to come in this world, but yet here they are. They're going to be limited on opportunities 
you know, to do things. The other thing I heard, and I want to make sure I heard it correctly, was that they are actually trying to um, not make these kids take a lot of the, the actual testing that used to happen in the spring uh, time of year. So normal yeah, testing they, that they happens this time of year, they're trying to overdo that as well. Yeah, they got a federal um, – they've asked for a federal waiver. And from my understanding, from what Molly Spearman, she's the state superintendent of education, said was that they're getting that granted so that they don't have to go through the testing at this time when kids are distracted and not had a couple of weeks to prepare and, and, and a lot of other things. Because some of those testing scores goes to your funding as well as, you know, the teacher grading. So, you know, poor scores can hurt teachers, can hurt principals and cause folks to potentially lose jobs. And, uh, you know, at a time where there's a, you know, a crisis, whether you believe how big the crisis is or not, you know, when we have to look at it like that, you know, when, when kids not eating, kids not getting classroom instruction, you just got to err on the side of let's just try to do the next right thing. Um, you know, and one of the things that Molly did mention was uh, sending school or school um, uh, books or the assignments out uh, at bus stops using the buses to meet parents and kids, you know, to, to hand them out their assignments and some things like that, too. So, you know, I think the, the state's putting together a heck of a plan. When I was listening to this with the meal distributions and uh, things like that, I was I was actually pretty impressed for a state that gets a really bad rap on education. It sounds like they, they're doing a great job to try to do the best they can in this situation. And so while we're yeah. upset about sports, like I said, you know, I genuinely am. You know, let, let's just make sure everybody's healthy. You know, and let's do the best we can to get the kids uh, still, you know, some type of education and, and meals to those who need it. And let's just put that our priority and, and suck it up. But let's just hope that, you know, the high school league can somehow make accommodations because, you know, I, I think we can make it all work. We can get through this. You know, we're a resilient state. We're a resilient people. We're a resilient country. I think we can get through this. I think we can bounce back. You know, things just might get halted. And I really hope that's what they do is just kind of halt them bump the brakes and say, all right, let's just ride this wave, get through it, and let's just get back. And, you know, if we have to cut a few games or if we have to do this or do that, in the meantime, let's make sure the kids are healthy and things like that. And then let's just start back and give them a chance, you know, to finish out what would have been some of their senior years. And let's just, you know, let's show our resilience that uh, a little thing like this um, won't set us back forever. Just a temporary setback, but we'll, we'll come out of it strong. Yeah, I agree with you 100% because, it, again, it's the larger picture. It's the young men and women who aren't getting a chance to eat come Monday morning when they've counted on that Monday morning breakfast. They've counted on that Monday mm-hmm. lunchtime through Friday. Again, a larger picture, larger things in life than just playing the game of sports. There's so many things you learn in the life of sports. I get it. But, but again, you know, when it comes to the kids in high school, this is it. If they cancel their season, you know, they have to rely on the factor that they did enough prior to you know, the good news for the college students, right. again, you know, I'm going to give you both sides of this coin, and I'm going to head to break because we do have uh, a guest coming in as our first break. Coach Hines is going to come to us all the way from San Diego, California, to talk a little bit about this stuff and more uh, as well about what athletes can be doing right now. Uh, even though you're at home, there's things you can be doing in your yard, in your living room, in your house that you don't need weights to get stronger with. There's your own body weight you can use to help you out a little bit. And, and again, before I go into what I'm going to say is this. This is a good opportunity to understand. This is why it's important to stay in great shape because this thing, from what I understand, I'm not a doctor, uh, didn't play one on TV or anything to that degree. However, you know, the people that it's attacking are the young and the old and those who have uh, the health issues. 
So this is why it's important to stay in shape, to work out, to do the little things, because you never know when something like this is going to come at you. You never know, you know, when, when something like this is going to attract you, attack your immune system. And it's not just, you know, staying in shape isn't going to the gym. Staying in shape is also going to bed early. Staying, you know, in, in, in that capacity because when you're tired and you're not getting a proper rest, it attacks everything to do with your immunity system. You, you, have, no, you, have, you have no opportunity to really, you're, you're just, you're weak. And, and so there are so many little things that you can be doing all year long to make yourself a stronger person. Again, when, you're, when your body is tired, it doesn't put up the fight that it could to go against the flu or something like this coronavirus that, again, is attacking this country, you know, and this is going to be an, an epic situation. Again, I think it's going to get, unfortunately, and I pray to God it doesn't, so I won't say it, but you knew where I was going with that one, but I, I just hope it's not going in the direction that it's continuing to go into because, again, there's just so many other things, and, and again, if you have they say diabetes or you deal with uh, COPD or you have uh, some other issues, you need to take the situation seriously. You need to stay home. It's okay to stay home. It's okay to sit there and, and you know what, watch a little TV, play a little board game or do whatever you got to do, but don't put yourself in a situation that you can't get yourself out of. You know, my father is, is a diabetic and I, and I called him today and here I am at 42 yelling at my dad at 70 going, Hey, what are you doing in the street, dude? You know, you're, you're not putting yourself in a successful position. And you told me my whole life that was my job. So, uh, again, this is the time. Check on the, old, the older generation. Check on the younger ones. Make sure that if you know somebody who's not eating, make sure you get them some food. Be that light. Be that person. Uh, and, and, and go out there and lead by example. Now, we're going to do this. We're going to head to break because I don't want to get too close over to the uh, 630 segment here. Coming up, uh, Coach Hines will join uh, Coach Eugene and myself, and we'll get into some of that conversation uh, with him about what's going on in San Diego, California, because, you know, uh, from coast to coast, this is not just our problem. This is a mega, a huge, a large issue, and we're going to get into it right here next on Southern Sports Central.
Welcome back, everybody. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Simmons Barbershop. If you're looking to get cleaned up, ready to rock and roll for a busy week, or maybe that weekend ahead, go over there and hang out. Just remember, schedule yourself for a 45-minute visitation, if you will. I'm telling you, you want to know what's going on in town, that's the one-stop shop. You can get in there, and you can see all the Coach McKissick memorabilia up on the walls. You can see the history of the wrestling program in the days. You can see a lot of great memories just on the walls, but those who join uh, I would say that club in there it is a quite an interesting uh, treat there. You get to hang out with uh, the barbers in there, and they're always entertaining as well. But without further ado, and this gentleman doesn't need a barber. That's right. That's Coach Hines, and we welcome him in back with us all the way from San Diego, California, over there at Coronado Highlanders, uh, the high school. Coach, uh, first of all, welcome back into the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time. Hey, man, listen, anytime we can get with you, we're going to make for you. So, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, and again, I think it's so cool how far the world has come. Here I am in, in Somerville, South Carolina. You're over there in San Diego, California. And guess what? We're dealing with the same topic from coast to coast. And that, of course, <laughs> is uh, the shutdown and the 2020 uh, coronavirus that's going around. It, it's crazy, isn't it? It's uh Time will only tell, you know, whether this is a media hype or something more serious than any of us are aware of. But uh, it is, it is, without a doubt, an interesting time to be living. Now, when you look at this, Coach, and I said this right before you got in here with us here on the air, but, you know, and, and I really stressed out a lot of, of how important it is to be in shape but to stay in shape uh, because of a, something like this, it seems like it attacks your immune system. And when you're not just in physically bad shape but mentally in bad shape, people don't realize the mental stability is just as much as the physical, correct? I mean, being tired, how much that wears out on you and your immune system and how this thing seems to really attack the young and the old and those who are dealing with with health issues, if you will. And I know you're a strength and conditioning guy as well. So talk a little bit about what you've, what you've learned in this period and and what you know, and maybe some advice that we can give some of those who are, you know, now being forced to stay home. I know they just shut down our schools over here at, uh, in the state of South Carolina, all of our schools are shut down for two weeks. And, uh, you know, that's a big deal because of meals. A lot of kids don't eat if they're not at school. So uh, we're doing what we can to get them food, to get them, you know, things to work on at home for school. But, uh, kind of give us your inside and outside from the San Diego side of life. Yeah, well, we just, uh, I think it's almost nationally now, if not globally, that all schools shut down. You know, I teach at an elementary school and obviously coach high school football, but my work, my work, my wife works at a college and, uh, and they're shut down for three weeks as well. Um, it's, you know, the physical part of it, you know, you mentioned it's always important to stay in shape. I agree with that. But I think from a coaching standpoint, there might be more good to this than we realize. You know, it's hard to be away from our teams. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough being a football guy where we're not in season right now. We're, we're missing our strength and conditioning time. But sometimes that break for, for our young men and young women is, uh, is needed a lot more than we realize, especially in today's day and age when there is so little downtime for them. And, and a lot of them will continue to lift, and, and that's a great thing. But uh, sometimes that downtime is not bad. You mentioned the mental part. You know, my wife and I were earlier today hanging out with our grandsons and talking to our oldest daughter of four, and uh, she was talking about how overwhelmed she was going to Target this morning. She got there 45 minutes early. There was a line outside, and uh, she said that's the first time that she really just kind of started to panic a little bit. 
and and they're prepared. They have food. They have water and stuff, and they're they're not obsessive about stocking up on things. But I I think times like these bring out the best and worst in people. You know, you're you're, you're seeing some people, you know, from Mark Cuban and other people who are, you know, nationally known and, and, and very do very well for themselves stepping up and, and doing great things. And then there there are people like you and I that, you know, are, you know, influencers, if you will, in our own communities, perhaps, you know, and, and then you see the craziness of people fighting in the grocery stores. It's, uh, it, it's certainly interesting. Live right now with the, uh, the coach, if you will, of many, we are very fortunate, very blessed to have so many great mentors, leaders, and, uh, individuals come on here and this is one of many uh, coach Hines of course he is a big time uh Twitter guy Facebook guy motivational realist if you will and you can find him over there on Twitter at coach at coach Kurt Hines of course over there all the way in San Diego in San Diego California talking right now currently about what's going on with this new disease with the corona uh virus if you will uh, there's just so many unknown factors here though coach and the one thing that kind of you know, kind of hit me today. I was uh, they they shut down service at our church today, so we watched online, and I was watching our pastor uh, really give I thought one of uh, the best sermons I've heard. Uh, and, and even though I wasn't in the building, I was at home watching it and uh, with my daughter. And the first thing that came to mind is uh, you know uh, during the hardest times you really find out your true faith and how much faith you really have because it's easy again like winning when you're winning everybody loves you everybody wants to be around you. But when you're losing and things are hard, it's the fourth quarter. We'll talk football talk here. And, man, you got to get in that end zone. Man, I tell you, you got to work hard. You got to get through it. And, and for me, you know, I, I kind of look at it in that way. This is one that we're going to test out not only those in South Carolina, the California, but everybody in between, really. And that's what's cool about having you in here on the show with me now. And, and that is the character of the individuals around us are about to be put in check. And sometimes, and I say this because I don't hide from my, my, my love of God and, and, of course, being a Christian man, you know, sometimes God will move things away from us to get our attention at the most uh, important time. And maybe there's a purpose. Maybe there's something here that we need to take out of this moment right now that we need to step away from whatever we're doing. Like you said, it's not a bad thing not to work out 24-7. It's not a bad thing to step away from some of the things that we're used to doing. Absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned the football analogy. Uh, you know, how often do we, in all sports, talk to our young men or young women and say, hey, trust the process? In other words, it's not going to happen overnight. We know what we're doing. Just keep showing up, fueling your body, studying in class. You know, sometimes I think God, being the, the ultimate head coach, if you will, just must shake his head and look at, look at me and look at a lot of us and just say, man, trust the process. You know, it's so easy for us when our child has a baby, you know, when our child gets married, when our you know, spouse gets a job or a promotion or whatever, to say God is great, God is good. You know, that same God that's good when things are good in our lives is good when in third world countries they've never had running water. They've never had toilet paper to wipe themselves. And, you know, I, I think sometimes I'm, I'm as guilty as the, the next guy. We lose sight of <clears throat> the fact, you know, well, I, I say fact, I believe firmly God answers all of our prayers, all of them. But sometimes the answer is no. You know, and then we don't understand his reasoning and, and all that stuff until much later on. But it's the same with our players. Sometimes they don't understand what we're doing or why we're putting them in a certain position until their junior or senior year, or maybe not even until they graduate. But uh, we, we've got to practice what we preach. I think for all of us, this is a great opportunity to really reflect on where our strength comes from. 
you know, our, our identity and, and our passions. I love football. I love being called coach. But I don't love it more than I love being called Papa by my grandkids or Dad or Han by my wife. or So this, I think this, you know, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how all of us individually and as a nation, as a world, kind of tackle this, this challenge before us. Live right now with the coach all the way on the West Coast hanging out with us in San Diego, California. That is, of course, uh, Coach Hines, Coach uh, Kurt Hines over there on Twitter. You do a lot of great motivational uh, speaking uh, there. You do a lot of, I would say, one on one. You kind of, something must trigger you. And, and kind of talk a little bit about that, Coach, if you don't mind. You know, what triggers you to give, you, give us some of these great videos that you put out? And I'm telling you, I've watched people connect with you, and you and I have had a blessing, you know, what, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we finally connected and we've talked a lot of things off the air, not even here, you know, in, in a studio setting. And it's been as impactful as anything. But but what kind of has motivated you from some of the things that you've done to get you into the point to where you feel like this was something maybe you were called to do and something that you have been able to do and get out the work? Yeah, great question. I, my my wife gets the credit or blame, I should say, when when, when people get annoyed with me on Twitter. But uh, I, I fought it for the longest time. And when finally she said, hey, listen, you know, get on. Originally, the, the whole motivation was just so I could follow other sports teams, other opponents, their their records when we were coming home on the bus from an away game, for example. <clears throat> but what happened was somewhere around two or three years ago, I, uh, I <laughs> you know what it was? It was funny. I remember that I tweeted something out, and it's, it's irrelevant. I don't remember what it was, but someone must have just cut and pasted the exact same thing and put it in theirs and not been like, hey, thanks, Coach Hines, or whatever. And, and it's really a minor, minor thing. But I think that was the first time I thought to myself, you know, if I do a video, they can't cut and paste that video. So uh, I, I just, as far as what, what triggers me or, or what, you know, inspires me, I think all of us, if we really open our eyes. Um, there, there are lessons around us from a spiritual standpoint, from teaching, from coaching, relationships, everywhere, everywhere we turn. Um, and I, I think we just need to share it. And I'm, I'm guilty sometimes of doubting myself or I think we all are to a certain extent, but, you know, saying, Hey, I'm not this guy or I'm not that guy or that woman. And th- there's 7.7 people, you know, billion people in this world, 7.7 billion. I think there's the latest, you know, rounded number and the world's a dark place. There's a, there's more than enough negativity. And I don't think we'll ever be saturated with, positive, uplifting, encouraging messages. So I, I think the more all of us can just put out positivity into the world, the better we'll all be. No doubt about it here live right now currently with uh, Coach Hines coming all the way from the west coast of California. They've shut down a lot of things. Uh, I guess when you noticed, I, what was the first thing when, when you and I, of course, uh, we, we got back and forth, some, some messaging going back and forth, but on the California side, it says a lot of times it happens on that side and it follows its way towards the East Coast. But when did you, I guess, probably the first time you thought, man, this is a big deal. This is getting ready to get a little bit more on the epic deal because even uh, Coach Benton, who's uh, on hold, I'm going to bring him in here in just a minute. He even mentioned to me, he said, we didn't even shut down anything when we had the swine flu, which killed over, you know, how many people, right, really back in the day. And here we are now. Is that the reason we are closing down? Because we learned from the things we didn't do, which that's a good quality life that we're, we kind of teach kids anyways. But is, is there something that we learned that we didn't do then and they're kind of overdoing it now to be safer than sorry? 
Yeah, the great questions. For me personally, I think that the the moment that my eyes kind of widened a little bit, and I thought, all right, there's there's something to this, and I still don't know. I'm sure there are certain individuals that do. I'm not one of them, but how how serious this is, or if it's media driven for politics or whatever. Um, but that being said, when when they canceled the NBA season, you know, and the you know March Madness, and and those two those two things right there, I thought not only for those young men, young women, and those professionals, and the money lost and the billions of dollars, but I thought, man. Why, like, what's going on? Why wouldn't they, if nothing else, televise those and limit the number of fans or whatever? So, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I, I wonder what would have happened with the exact same disease going around 20 years ago when social media wasn't a, 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 a one one-hundredth of what it is today. So uh, time, time will tell. You know, obviously, uh, we're all going to laugh about this in a few months or – <laughs> be in a much bigger situation than we ever realized. But I still think the day-to-day activities, we got to keep loving each other and, and, and trusting God and, and, you know, being smart, being vigilant, washing our hands and, and, you know, doing all that stuff that just makes sense anyways. But, uh, you know, how, how often do we as coaches tell our players, man, you don't know until your senior year, till your last game comes. And, and I'm, I hate when I hear myself say that and I try to correct myself because then you have a freshman that has a, a knee injury and they're done for the season or junior or whatever. And the fact is we don't know when things like this are going to strike. We don't know when our last day is period. So it's, right. it's, it's a cliche, but we, we got to take life for, for the gift that it is. No doubt about it. We tell our athletes all the time, don't wait for the last minute because you never know when the last time you were on the field might be just that the last time on the field, you know, and when you look at it, for high school seniors, this is it. They don't get a chance to come back out. Well, they better hope that they did enough prior to the season or if they had a couple of weeks into the season, which we've had here in the Palmetto State, where it started about two weeks ago, and they've had some preseason action. They've had a chance to show up a little bit. But if they don't come back, that's it. Their junior season and before, that's all they have. Luckily, though, on the college level, let's ask you, let's get into this really quick. Uh, they have been told, if I'm not mistaken, that they will be allowed to come back. Now, they will honor those scholarships to those who are currently on the roster, but uh, it will not be counted against them. Now, that sounds like it works, but who's to say they weren't going to get – they get hurt that senior year, which would have been this year or not. And there's so many woulda, couldas, and shouldas, but don't forget, they've got kids that are coming in they're going to take the place of this young man or this young woman. Your thoughts on, on when it comes down to that and how that affects the season as well? You, you, it's a great question that I don't know if I have an intelligent take up airtime, to be honest with you. It's a time, time will tell. I, I think because we are all, as a nation, really in uncharted waters, it's going to be a lot of, you know, overreacting. You know, if, if this doesn't become a massive pandemic, you know, on, on a grander scale than we could ever imagine, there are going to be those jack wagons that say, oh, the schools and the government were all idiots. Well, maybe it doesn't become that because we are quarantining. You know, there, there are going to be there are going to be lawsuits of people with lost wages and, and stuff like that. I don't want to say nonsense, but there are going to be non nonsense type lawsuits because horrible things didn't happen. And then when horrible things do happen, there will be lawsuits. So uh, it's yeah, I I don't know as far as the collegiate sports. Um, you know, I, I think it's a job of a coach, especially at the college level, to always out recruit the previous year's class 
Hey, uh, that that's right. job security. I'm a firm believer that competition breeds success. Uh, so yes, it's great that those those student athletes are told they have another year, but as you mentioned, you know they, they they can't rest on their laurels. You know, just just because you started last year and you have another year given to you because of this, those coaches are going to try to out recruit that next that last class. Yeah, there there's so many things that are open here and so many questions to be answered. And again, you know, it, it's it's interesting because they say you're supposed to wash your hands and sing the ABC song or the birthday song, but Here's the thing. We should have been doing that the whole time. Yeah, maybe we got a little bit more right. comfortable, right? I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. You start to think about it now, and there's the two worst places you can go to that I've heard of. Number one is the gas pump, and number two is the ATM machine, right? Now, I would imagine yep. the bathroom door for, for some would be not, not the ni- not nicest place you want to go neither. But that being said, you know, there's a way to get your attention. And sometimes, and, and I say this in my own personal life, and I, I have the opportunity to, to, to do what I do, and that is sometimes God will take things out of your way to get your attention. And so maybe as, as, as we need to all stop, drop and wake up, there's a reason that we're, we need to change some of the things we're doing, change the way we're living a little bit. Right. And uh, with that being said, uh, talk a little bit about your program that you get a chance to do your podcast. And and I love it because it's not just, you know, one thing or the other. I mean, I've watched you do podcasts under bridges. I've seen you walk up to people. I know you're uh, your, your, your bride talks about getting these weird phone calls, and you answer every phone call. That I know for sure, no matter what time it is, and we're three hours different sure. here. But you do your own podcast over there for what it's worth, coaching podcast, and uh, that's always your exit when you when you, you get done with one of your conversations here on, on, on live medium. But where did it all kind of come from and, and, and kind of give us uh, the slogan? Where did where'd that come from? <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, my wife and I were just yesterday talking about that. Uh, the, the podcast with a great friend of ours, uh, Coach Mark Ty, is a baseball guy. But uh, more importantly, the first time we met, he and his wife was at a church, a uh, small group. And we just connected right away. Just, just you know, certain energies and certain people. And, and he is a, you know, retired Navy guy. He's a firefighter. He's someone that, you know, knows baseball really well. But in my opinion, much more importantly, loves the young men he's blessed to coach. Uh, so we started doing a podcast together. As far as the uh, – he, he had mentioned to me one time, he, he said, I need a tagline. I'm like, what do you mean tagline? He said, well, you know, like yours. I'm like, well, I don't have a tagline. And he and my wife started laughing at me. And they're like, yeah, you do. You, you know, take what's worth and stay strong. And I was like, man, I never thought of it that way. I th- the origin, I really believe, came from, you know, th- there can be 50 people that listen to a video I put out there and – 30 of them might resonate with it, and 20 of them may be like, ah, oh, it's just stupid, whatever. And, and I understand that. So for me, when I say take it for what it's worth, it's just, hey, this may help you, it may not. You know, I also had uh, – I, I have some people very, very close to me who struggle with depression and, and different stages in their lives. And I put something out there just from the heart, and I'm not an expert or guru by any – or certified, you know, talk on the matter, but just have experienced my own experiences in life. And I put a video out there on, on social media a few months back, and I had a coach that reached out to me. And he said, Coach, I saw your video. I listened to it. It was nice. Thought nothing of it. And then he had a heartbreaking situation with a fellow coach that took his own life. And he said, I went back and watched it again, and it hit me in a whole different way. Um, so I, I think the take it for what it's worth is just yet, just that, you know, do what you want with it. Keep scrolling past it, listen to it, share it. You know, if it's a blessing to someone, then 
that that's why I'm putting it out there, you know, in the hopes that it will be. As far as the stay strong, it's funny because for me personally, it's uh, you know, when I when I personally strive to stay strong, it's spiritually, mentally, and physically. You know, it's it's those three components. You know, so when I when I put out that out there to people, it's you know, whatever they're dealing with, we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And I think if we can help each other to, uh, you know, embrace our weaknesses and turn them into strengths, it's a good thing. No doubt about it. Now, here's another thing. You touched on this, and before I get you out of here at the top of the hour, I appreciate your 30 minutes here uh, on the show to help us be better and educate our, our listeners here, Coach. But depression, okay, this thing is going to have a, just a huge deal. I know we talk about the coronavirus that's just a piece of the pie of what's getting ready to come out of this situation. There's a financial situation, and I thank God for those, like you mentioned, Mark Rubin, who's going to do things and basketball players and baseball players and these pro athletes that are giving back and these million-dollar companies that are going to take care of their customers, take care of their employees. That's great, but unfortunately, some of these employer, employers don't have the money to take care of their employees, so that's going to be a financial burden that's going to take in place. All of a sudden, with finances come depression. So this is going to have a trickle effect. So lots of prayers need to go out on many multiple levels. And, and I can't stress enough, you need to make sure you check on your neighbor. This is that time where we talk about love thy neighbor. Well, love thy neighbor. You get a little extra something in the kitchen there, go over there, walk it over there. I'm not sure they'll take it with this whole coronavirus going on, and I understand that. But if you offer it, give them the chance to tell you no. But, uh, Coach, that's one of the things that you touch on, and, I, and I'm a huge advocate here for depression, anxiety, and uh, suicide because that's something that we have watched take over our, our country in, in so many different ways, and it hurts athletes more than people realize because you go from one minute being the greatest athlete of all time to an injury to never being talked about, to nobody talks to yeah. you. They don't recruit you. They don't do anything with you. They move to the next guy. So, Coach, I know you've had some, uh, you know, you've had some one-on-one with that as well. Not personally with you, but I'm sure you've had some athletes that have come across some of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we so often, um, and I, I know I'm doing a better job, and I, I don't mean better than anyone else, but better than I have done in the past. I'm doing a better job in trying to connect with players, um, in, in a personal level, and sharing them. You know, I, I identify as a football coach. That's so much of who I am. But that's not who I am. That's not my identity. It's a platform that God has left me with. And I think there's so much power when we can get um, those we coach to realize that this is a stage in our lives. It's a chapter in the book that God's writing with us. But it's not the entire story. It's a part of who we are. Um, Because you do, you, you see people who have made it to the top of their game as players or coaches, and then when that's over, and they don't have their identity, and you see these these devastating stories of depression and suicide, and you know, you name it. Um, as, as far as the coronavirus, you bring up a great point. You know, I'm not stressed about it. I'm really not. But that's because I still know I'm getting paid as a teacher. I know I'm still getting paid as this. I know I still have to. I I can't imagine what it's, it's like for so many people who have already lost their jobs or will be losing their jobs and lost wages. So pulling together now and and, and being transparent with people and being compassionate as, as we're taught, you know, in, in, in the word is, is more, more relevant and more important now than ever. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Coach as always uh, stay safe, uh, you know, and, and definitely uh, reach out if you got anything. Uh, as of now, we are a Sunday show. As I, you know, we kind of go a little bit low key on the off season on Sundays from 6 to 8. So I do want to get you back in here next Sunday to kind of get a recap of what's up on the West Coast to get everybody updated here 
on the East Coast, but how great God is to connect you and I together. Same vision, right? Same attitude, same same mission, if you will, there too. And uh, just to use these platforms that we have here as a positive form of opportunities to to do some discipling and get out here and get the word out. But stay safe, uh, you know, and anything we please don't hesitate to reach out. You're real quick, though. Give yourself an opportunity to how do we find you and uh, what's going on over there with you guys. I, I appreciate the offer, just to be honest. As you mentioned, just to share something where, where so many of us, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are passionate about. Um, yeah, you mentioned Coach Kurt Hines on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I'm really embarrassed, really embarrassed, Coach, to mention that I'm also on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> you, you, won't, you, you won't be seeing any dances, so, so uh, you don't have to hide your children from that. But it's really just the same content. It's, just, it's another platform, but I'm not proud right. of that. But, and on Facebook, it's uh, just Kurt Hines. But, uh, and then the, the podcast, the For What It's Worth Coaching podcast. And, uh, you know, I know, you, know you, you touched on a little bit, and I know you got to go here, but my wife mentioned that uh, I do answer all phone calls and talk to people. It's, it's never a nuisance. It's never a bother. It's a blessing because and I'm not trying to sound humble here. I, I know I have certain strengths. I know I have, uh, you know, certain skills. But I'm just someone who's passionate about the platform I have and, I think anytime any of us can share that with others, it's, uh, it's what we're here for. Well, you got 43.4K on the following list, dude. I think you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep doing I, I what you're doing. Was, you know, Christ had 12 followers and Hitler had millions, so uh, I just got to make sure I'm leading <laughs> them the right way. Hey, I'm, I'm impressed, man. And, again, I just thank God we've crossed paths and we work together. We have an opportunity to do this together as well. Uh, but, again, stay safe, stay blessed, and uh, stay up on the right side, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Take care. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Always a blessing to get Coach in here. And uh, the guy's got so much passion, so much energy, uh, you know, uh, Coach Benton. And that's one of the things I love bringing him in here. We don't have but about a minute, and I wanted to get you in here before I headed uh, to the top of the hour here. But, you know, Coach Hines is a guy who, who again, you know, when I reached out to him, like he said, uh, you know, we talked for, for, for a while. You guys that know me, I do a little bit of talking. He likes to talk, so you can imagine – not a lot of quietness being said on the phone, but it's not the fact that we're just talking. We're just very passionate about what we talk about. We have the same vision from the East Coast to the West Coast and how great it is that God puts two guys together, you know, that we have the same vision and platforms that we do to really help get the word out. Uh, and that, to me, is the biggest thing. And if there's anything else that you can get out of Southern Sports Central, yes, I focus on high school. I really, really do. And I love the kids on the high school level all the way to the college level. I'm not saying I don't dabble a little bit in the pros. Sure, I do. There are certain things that are just worth talking about when it's the NFL playoffs. It's the, it's the World Series. It's the NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm not going to not show some love to those guys in the pros. It's a big deal. But I think some of our biggest discipline, some of our biggest things that we really – really kind of keep our arms around as the young people, the men, the women that are playing high school sports, teaching them the right way, the wrong way, the importance of eye contact and shaking hands and making that impact and speaking up. Use your voice. You have it for a reason. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that because when we come back at the uh, in here, the hour one, I want to thank again Coach Hines for joining us here in hour one all the way from uh, Coronado High School over there in San Diego, California. Coming up next, we're going to hit the track and field. Ladies and gentlemen, we will have Coach Savella will join us. He's been part of that program over at Somerville for a long time. He went to Somerville. He was in the military. Uh, and he, of course, just um, had a very successful time over there yesterday with uh, Coach Bellish and the boys over there. The 28th Annual Azalea Invitational, of course, sponsored by um, Raisin Cane. So we're going to take a quick break. Come back. We'll get Coach Savella in here. We'll talk to him and more right here as you're listening to Southern Sports Central. 
on SouthernSportsCentral.com. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the move romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Everybody, I want to thank you for joining us here on Southern Sports Central Sunday Edition. Here's we're live at you. Well, all well for the next at least three months. It looks like we'll hit you up on Sunday evenings from six to eight. I may do a baseball game from time to two. That was kind of the schedule a little bit there. And then of course uh, the shutdown of schools and around the state of South Carolina has kind of put that thing on hold a little bit. And we'll see uh, about covering some other sports around the area as well. But again, I do believe that these young athletes get a chance to come back. I just don't see it. It is early. That's why I didn't understand why college baseball pulled the plug as early as they did, but better to be safer than sorry. And that's the only reason that I feel like maybe, just maybe, this thing is a little bit bigger than what we're hearing or believing or seeing. But, again, I don't want to speculate, and I definitely don't want to speak anything out. But when you start seeing big-time events like the NBA season, you start seeing the ECHL, of course, where the Stingrays play in their season is is canceled. You're seeing the XFL done. You start seeing – the Masters moving their thing. You see the bridge run here in Charleston has moved back to, and boy, oh boy, in August. Another says, I want to run the bridge like August in South Carolina and Charleston. Uh, the, of course, the Isaiah Festival, who uh, they always do their annual thing here. It's been moved to the first weekend of September. So there's a lot of things that are happening that uh, you, you start to kind of see this thing kind of trickle effect, if you will, here. Now, we're waiting to get in here with Coach Savella. He, of course, is one of the track coaches over there at Somerville High School. 
Uh, they invited multiple schools, and I'm trying to think how many exact schools they actually had uh, there on campus yesterday. I mean, I saw everybody from uh, Waccamaw High School up there in Myrtle Beach. Uh, I got to see, um, of course, um, Stratford was in the house. Woodland was in the house. Wanda was over there doing their thing. Asher Ridge was there. Fort Dorchester was there. Uh, St. Um, James Island, I believe the, uh, the Trojans were, were, of course, in-house as well. Stahl was over there. West Ashley was over there. Uh, and then they had some kids from the upstate. They had some kids from the Midlands that were in there running around uh, Mayweather, May River, I believe is what it is. May River, by the way, holy macaroni, the guys' team, man, these kids can run. Saw a lot of speed out of that camp yesterday. But for them to do this thing for 28 years in a row, it was the 28th annual uh, Raising Cane Azalea Invitational, uh, and there were so many great individuals that came over there and, and were a part of this thing to make it work out. And, and that's what it takes, though. It takes an army to get there. And, and I do want to give some love to uh, a, a few that I was able to meet yesterday. One of those is, um, and this segment, of course, brought to you by our friends over at Smiling Sweets, of course, Red Velvet Cheesecake. Uh, you can reach out to those over there at uh, Gmail, mysmilingsweets at gmail.com. Uh, they, of course, uh, have, without a doubt, Eugene, you missed out yesterday. The red velvet cake was impressive. And, of course, you're at Somerville. you got to have a green. You had the green-colored one, too, but it was really good. <laughs> My big little brother loves cake. There's a shock. <laughs> <laughs> red velvet, if you will. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! You know, hey, how many, how many uh, reps you need to do at the gym to get that off? But I bet it was man, worth every bite, wasn't it? It was, but uh, you know, and, and you and I talk a little bit here, uh, you know, off the air. I've actually tried uh, in January. I came in roaring like everybody, and the difference is, you know, when it came up to give up something <laughs> for Lynn, I gave up being lazy, and everybody's like, "Is that a thing?" I'm like, "What is for me?" <laughs> I just gave up being lazy. It was easy. So, oh, so I go to the gym five days a week. I work out for about an hour and a half, and I have to go when there's nobody there. And so I go over to Somerville. I work out for an hour and a half because if somebody's there, I'm going to have a conversation. It's just what it is. I know better. I know my weakness. So I work out with the weights for an hour and a half, and I ride the bike for 30 minutes, and that's about a nine-mile ride stationary. But you're burning 400 calories, man. But what happens is your body starts feeling better about yourself. You know, you start feeling better. Well, then you go out yesterday, oh, yeah. and they got Raisin Canes feeding you. You got the, 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 the girls over there at Smiling Sweets feeding you. You got the, the boiled peanut guy throwing peanuts at you like you're at the circus, and I cheated in the peanuts are fine. Too. The peanuts are fine. The cake's fine. Just do it in moderation, buddy. And then, like I said, you go hit that gym, and you'll be fine. You, you know, you got to have those sweet indulgences every once in a while. That so, you do. That you do. They did a great my job My motivation – yeah, my motivation was uh, – you know, every every uh, August, early August, um, Coach Greer takes us up to uh, the mountains um, for a retreat for the football team. And, you know, there's a couple practices and some uh, team-building activities and some, you know, public speaking things and some motivational things. And uh, we got to the top of the mountain, and some of the one of the receivers posted a picture with himself and me. And it was, you know, uh, it was a seven-mile hike up. So, you know, I had the shirt, you know, already ripped off, you know, and I'm – panting and you know and uh he tagged me in that picture and just says dad bod and i looked at that picture and i was not happy with the dude i saw and uh first thing i did was my my nemesis was little debbie cakes and you know the little snack cakes you get in the box and if you name a debbie little debbie cake i love it um the hardest part was christmas with the little christmas trees the chocolate ones and the white ones with the green sprinkles and you know and and i used to keep a box in my nightstand 
and I used to snack on those things. And I haven't had one since uh, October, and I weighed this morning before my workout, and I have cut 17.4 pounds. And it's all been in that gut and in my side love handle area. You know, I have much right. more energy. You know, I've been taking some supplements and uh, things like that, and just and I started to run. And run right. is just such a stress and, you know, and, and relief. And it really helped me power through some things that were going on in my life, and it still does. Some days I get up, and I'm starting to feel that little, as they call it, the little squirrely feeling, and I'll just suit up and put my headphones in and go run, man. But, you know, losing that weight, getting those pounds off, and just kind of looking in the mirror and not feeling like, you know, the dad bod, you know, for whatever was trying to get media hyped a, a few months ago or a year ago, whatever. It's not cool. It's not sexy at all. And the older we get, because I know your age, being my brother and all that, I know your age and you know mine. Uh, you know, you, you, you eat a uh, slice of cake or a slice of pie or, or or a big sandwich or whatever else, and it seems like it just goes to one place. It's not going to our biceps anymore. You know, we're not 17 and producing a massive amount of testosterone. So, you know, the metabolism slows and things like that. But, uh, Hey, man, keep working. Keep working. If you work, it works, and hard work works. I know that's a motto of our team, and our head coach brought that in three years ago. And, it, you know, hard work works. It, it, if you put in the work, you'll see the result. You know? well, and, but, and the, the other I, thing is what you put in is what you get out. And you were putting little Debbie in your mouth, and they were showing up on your mom's, you know, those hips that you, you, know, you got from your mom. And so <laughs> the biggest thing you needed to do was remove that nightstand, brother. You move that nightstand, that, that's kind of the If you got to get up and go get something, 90% of the time you ain't getting up. At least I'm not. I don't right? even have a and, nightstand and, and, now. That's the, <laughs> that's the funny part. I don't even have a nightstand, so I removed that too. <laughs> but you know what's crazy, though, man, is, is so what I did when, when I moved back up into the Somerville Market in, into this area, you know, I made it a point. There's a bunch of things I don't do. I don't leave, you know, I try not to have my cell phone in my room. I don't have a TV in my room at all. You know, that's my solitude, man. That's where I go, and, and there is no outside noise. There's no that white noise, if you will. So for me, it's it's a big deal, and it's training your mind to get ready for what your body needs to get ready for. So you cannot, and I don't believe this, and I, and I hear this from different sources, I can't sleep without a light on. Well, the boogeyman's not real. I can't sleep without the TV on. Well, that's just ridiculous because I don't know how you can rest well when there's noise. And some people are that yeah, way. I'm, I get it. I get I'm, it, but realistically, like, it doesn't happen. I'm one of those people. <laughs> right. I am actually well, one of those people, um, right. but I do not have a TV in my bedroom anymore. Well, you're one yeah, of the, like, I am you one of those to leave the light on for the boogeyman. You're, you, you've got the boogeyman over no, there. No, I, I have the TV on. Like I'll just put on the <laughs> oh. news or some mind numbing, some mind numbing thing at night um, until sure. I'm right at that level where my eyes are like, all right, we're done for the day. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm one of those people. But um, I do not have TV or, or radio. Sometimes I will uh, play music um, in the room and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm one of those people. <laughs> well, see, for me, and, and, you know, there are apps for everything, right? There's always an app for that, an app for this. But there is that app that you can play music, yeah. and, and it's like soothing beach music. Again, growing up in, in, in Myrtle Beach and, and being around the ocean a block away from my house, I could used to, when I was a teenager, I could open my window and I could hear the waves. And, man, I would sleep forever. I really would sleep forever. It was great. And, and so I, there are times now I will put the app on in, in, in the kitchen, and I can hear it all the way back in the room. And, and for me... You know, that helps me out. But the biggest thing that I learned that what I do is I go and do my normally nine, you know, 630 to 530, 7 o'clock, whatever it is, and get my normal day done, right, whatever it may be with meetings and, and, and appointments and things. 
but then I go work out for two hours, hour and a half. And so when I come home, man, it, it's it's kind of a salad, uh, a little bit of dressing of something, a vinaigrette, if you will. And then I'm done, man. I take a shower and, and I'm, I'm out. And, and to be honest right. with you, there's a certain period in my body. If I don't go to bed at the same, at, by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, if I'm still up at 11, man, it's a long night because my body's kind of tricked now. Now I think it's supposed to be up again, like the old days. And so, you know, you got to get, we talked about this just a minute ago. We're going to head to another break because I do have another coach coming in here with us. So the way from, of course, uh, C.E. Murray is going to join us. That's Coach Smitty, who's uh, a big time supporter and, 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 and does a lot of things here with us on the air. But um, your mind is, is, is honestly, in my opinion, is 90% of your battle. If you get your mind right, right. the rest of the stuff follows. You know, I tell people this all the time, and I know we talk a lot about God, and we talk a lot about things that some people might not. And that's okay. You don't have to like it. But but to be honest with you, it's what's changed and works for me, and it works for I know you over there, Coach. And, and so, you know, when I made God my source, everything else became my resource. I don't just go to him when that's I need fair. what I need. I don't just go to him when I do. No, I, it's, it's 24-7, man. He's the hotline. And you guys that know gospel music know that song. It's, that's, that's my hotline. That's where I go. When I know I need it, he never let me down. Now, if I don't get what I want, it's because I didn't need it. And sometimes I think we forget that. But sometimes you have a great day. So, you know, you always want to make sure that you're thanking for that. But for me, he taught me that. He said, stop making me your resource, man. Quit calling me when you need something. Why don't you just call me and say, hey, tell me thank you for the right. beautiful day. Thank you for the rain. And, and so when I did that, you know, my mind started to really kind of get in check. So you have to get your mind in check first. Everything else follows. So uh, kind of a moment there. I'm not sure what happened to Coach over there, Savella. They have been preparing and, and getting ready. And then they had the event yesterday, and they were over there today cleaning up. So he may get in, he may not. But I do know we got to go to break because Coach Smitty is getting ready to come in here and educate us a little bit on what's going on in the world of football, what's going on in the athletic director's world as well over there at C.E. Murray and his thoughts, his opinions on all the new stuff that's happening around the state of South Carolina. If you're just getting up and moving, you need to know that high school sports, all schools across the board have been closed until two weeks, at least two weeks. It may go further than this, but when they lock the doors, they lock the field. So that being said, we're going to take just a very quick intermission here. We'll come back and I'll join uh, my good friend as well, uh, Coach Smitty, as we'll talk some football and life. But up next. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman, alongside the coach over there from Oceanside Academy. He joins us in the off season to talk a little bit about things and bring a, a little different point of view. He does his special teams and special things over there with the uh, Sharks. And uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to bring in another coach, another uh, athletic director as well. This young uh, coach who is thriving and driving the bus uh, just got an award. I'm going to let Eugene actually ask him the question in here in just a minute. But uh, Coach Smitty, First of all, man, I hope you and the family are doing well, and I want to thank you for the love and the support you give Southern Sports Central day in and day out. Yeah, we, we love you guys too, and uh, it's a great thing you do for sports in general. Uh, Southern Sports Central definitely keeps us all uh, up to date on what's going on in the sports world. No doubt about it. You know, it's funny, here in Charleston, 
you know, and across the world, they've had to say, well, I guess we're going to have to cover some high school stuff. And I'm like, well, welcome to the party. <laughs> you know, have a seat. We've been here for years and, and we're doing our thing. And, you know, and it starts here with these young athletes. I actually, uh, and, and I don't, I, I should have tried to catch up with you up there. The, uh, the, um, the Jim Baxter had his award banquet a couple of weeks ago up there uh, in Columbia. And uh, I made the trip up there with Coach Call. We made it uh, that Sunday evening and got to see so many yeah, great Billy guys. Who, yeah, Billy Baker. Yep. So we got to do our show and, and, and see so many guys that have been on the show and great coaches like yourself being present, you know, and getting these awards and getting these trophies. And to me, to know these kids from a couple years ago when they didn't even know if they were going to make a varsity team, now here they are getting recognized by Billy Baker, who, you know, Billy's been doing this since back in the day when I used to play baseball back in the 90s and football back in the 90s at Sockacy. So he's covered me. So, you know, this is a guy that's been a pioneer doing what I do now is because of guys like him. Right. And, you know, he's another guy that provides a great service for our young athletes in the state. And, uh, you know, I'd just like to take this time real quick to uh, say my prayers to those young, especially the seniors this year uh, that are in spring sports that just uh, had their lives turned upside down. Uh, I hate it for them. I wish it wasn't uh, the case, but we understand that Safety is the utmost importance, and, uh, you know, I just hate it for those seniors who uh, probably will not get a chance uh, to have a normal ending of their senior year or senior seasons. Right now, the head coach over there at, of course, C.E. Murray is also the athletic director, so let's take off the, the football helmet and the hat there, and let's put on that visor that you're now wearing with the athletic department initials on it, Coach. How big is this? Because I know we talk a lot about with it with coaches and, and how important it is for you to do your team. But as an athletic director, man, your season really, truly, honestly, it never ends. And you guys have a responsibility uh, for so many men and women, right? Because you cover all the sports, but right. baseball, soccer, track and field, just a Golf. few to name that, that are now playing. But is it? do you think it's over? Do you think it's shortened? Or, or what do you think this long-term effect is going to have on, on a senior season that they don't have a chance to come back like right. they're honoring some of those in college? Right. Well, I was lucky enough to have prepped ours um, about a week ago. I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall and, and prepped them for this uh, inevitability that we would be shut down. I, I kind of and uh, so they they were prepped mentally. Now, obviously, it doesn't hit you until it's done. And uh, as an AD, I did some prep work as well, kind of seeing where the schedule would maybe come back into play. I, I don't. I, I think the high school league's in a really bad situation now because uh, I don't see this. Uh, I don't see us even being able to play come the start of April. That first week, I, I'm looking more second or third week of April, uh, if, if even that's a possibility. And then you're, then you're talking about tests. And what a lot of people don't realize is, well, why, doesn't, why don't they just finish in May or June? Well, we, then you're throwing in all types of testing. And I know the uh, state superintendent of education today uh, said she's trying to get us a uh, – uh, trying to get testing waived. So uh, that would help for sure alleviate that issue uh, I still don't know with all the different events graduations at different times if you could work out a rest of the year spring schedule if anything it would be shortened I'm sure to uh, just important region games and and then a shortened playoff I, I would definitely uh, think they would look into that 
first uh, instead of a total cancellation. Uh, although total cancellation could be on the, on the horizon as well. It just depends on, again, the severity of this situation, what happens in the next two weeks. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at the mercy of the virus as everybody else is. So, uh, again, I hate it for the spring sports participants, especially those seniors who put in so much work, you know, and you're talking about so many spring sports. This is our busiest season as athletic directors. You got softball, you got baseball, you got golf, you got lacrosse. Uh, so there's and track and field for men and women. So uh, this is your largest season. So it affects the largest population of your schools. Right now, Coach Smitty, of course, is the head football coach, athletic director over at CE Murray. Uh, he's uh, the 2015 statewide coach of the year. So this uh, guy's put in the miles on and off the field. And now, of course, as an athletic director, he is uh, in charge of so many young people's uh, time here, but there's nothing they can do. The rule of thumb, and I'm going to let you speak on behalf of an athletic director, uh, right. so it's more of an official deal here, but when the rule is, when they shut the schools down, Coach, uh, what did you tell your coaches today? I would imagine sometime, and I know you said you prepped them probably starting last week, seeing this storm coming, but uh, what is the rule and, and what is the protocol for the athletes and the coaches going forward? The rule is no um, teams or uh, groups can be on campus at all, you know, when school's not in session, not um, actively able to, for us to go there. So, and again, we prepped RP telling them last week, we, we knew the high school league was going to meet on Monday and that was probably going to be their uh, choice. So we, we prepped them last week for that coming up and told them that, look, this is probably coming up. Start preparing your teams now. Don't alarm them, but prepare them for this and let them know that, you know, once it's shut down, it's shut down. There will be no after on school activities. We're not allowed to be on the uh, property at all. So, um, and now with knowing what we know about the virus, you can't, you really don't want those groups anyways, because you're being selfish and you would end up infecting somebody in some way. Live right now, the head coach, athletic director, and all in one here. And, of course, uh, C.E. Murray's very own Coach Smitty. Coach, uh, we said this earlier in the program, and this is something that's really close to my heart, and this is one of the many reasons that I created Southern Sports Central because of the youth. And, you know, these young men and women, this is their one time to eat, their second time to eat. And, and again, they, they are suffered by this during the summer months because they don't have a chance to come into the schools and eat like they count on at this time of year. Maybe the parents have – made arrangements during the summer that they just don't have that uh, during the, of course, this time of year. And then look at the other side where, you know, I know that the, uh, you know, the certain organizations are going to pay their, their, their employees. Well, that's not true for everybody. I mean, there's words that there's gas stations that may start to close down here going forward. I saw that Publix in Charleston is going to start closing early. And of course uh, the um, uh, shopping centers are going to be closed altogether. And that of course being a market, excuse me, uh, the one down there in Tanger outlet in Charleston uh, closes as of tomorrow. That being said, uh, your thought process and, and does this work? They said they're going to try to put meals together to get it to these young kids, not just our students, but just our young youth to keep these guys nutritional uh, value where it needs to be. And they're going to use some of their summer feeding programs. I think they finally said it was, I guess, cleared and you can kind of clear this up a little bit, but what are you guys right. doing over there in that district? Right. Well, the state said, again, Superintendent of Education, Ms. Molly uh, Spearman, said they're going to use our summer program 
uh, feeding ability to start feeding them this month. And what they're going to do is they're going to cook the meals in their normal places where they normally cook them. So at each school in the district that uh, cooks meals and they'll distribute them from there. Um, She was saying for people to pick them up at the normal bus stop at the school. Now that that's not going to be feasible because like you said, this, this, there are still some people who have to work. Um, even though most of the you know the, the state has shut down, and, and you're exactly right, um, those hourly employees that lose those hours don't get that back. Um, and also, you know, we're a school of 99% poverty, so a lot of our people don't have transportation um, to get to us. So what we'll do, and um, I know we're going to meet on this tomorrow morning because uh, as a staff we have to go to work tomorrow to iron out all these things, but we'll have uh, important employees still working that will help distribute the meals to drop-off centers in each community. And I've also made it a point to uh, cover my team, and I told everybody on my team, uh, you know, they don't have to worry about a meal. Any of them are in need of a meal, just give me a call, and I'll I'll gladly uh, get it distributed to them. So, uh, it's going to take all of us in the state to take care of those who are in need. There's a lot of needy um, people out there who need us at this time, and this is not a time, yes, isolation is key and you need to isolate, but you can also be smart about it and still help out those in need and, and, and not get infected by using the proper protocols that are in place. Um, so we, we definitely need to help those, though, because there's a huge amount, whether we know it or not, there's a huge amount of kids who do not eat three meals a day when they're not in school. So uh, we, we definitely want to help those that are in need. Hey, Coach, it's Eugene Benton over at Oceanside. Uh, I coach train kickers and, and work with special teams. Uh, you know, Rich and I were talking ahead of time, and, you know, I I know I know there are a lot of serious issues going on. I just wanted to say congratulations. I've been reading the stuff on the uh, the high school sports, the Blitz Report. Um, since we have a little bit of time left, I'd like to end your time or, or finish up with you on a little positive note. If you could talk to us about that junior combine and what's coming up. And, uh, you know, I was saying earlier that we have a pretty good junior class, rising junior class. Um, right. Maybe, you know, after all this stuff is settled, Give these kids something positive to look forward to, man. What you got going on? Right. Well, the high school blitz is going to – it's actually a game um, that they're starting next December, December the 18th. It's at River Bluff High School, and it's for the entire state. And it's going to um, encompass the class of 22, so uh, those rising juniors. Uh, what a are gonna have a game. <laughs> It's, it's going to be at River Bluff Stadium, and it's going to be an all-star game for the top 88 players in the state. So it's going to be set up sort of like the north-south game is for seniors, where we'll split the state. And this time we're, we're doing it geographically sound. We're calling it east-west, which it should be. And uh, we will pick the top 88 players regardless of classification and uh, 44 on each team. And uh, we'll have combines set up um, in May. Um, one in the upper state, one in the lower state for guys who are interested to come to. And then um, obviously we'll we'll watch film and evaluate after that as we go from there. And and we're going to pick, like I said, the best 44 for my team. And Coach Wilcock in the upstate at Eastside High School will pick his best 44 and we'll meet up in December and play a game. And hopefully it helps 
that class uh, get a little more notoriety in the uh, recruiting world and, and help set us up for the future to where we're producing a lot more um, athletes that get scholarships to uh, football schools. So that, yes, that's, that's, like the, that's the premise for it. It was much needed. As you know, Georgia and already do something similar to it. So I, it was needed in our state to keep college recruiters coming here constantly as you know, it's it's because the, the recruiting game has sped up so much these last five years. We're now, what I say, which, uh, you know, some people didn't believe me a couple of years ago when I said it was slowly becoming basketball. Well, basketball recruiting calendars, they're, they're recruiting eighth graders right now. We haven't got to that point yet, but we're getting there quickly. And we need to keep up with the times or else the recruiters are going to go elsewhere. We saw that the last couple of years where, uh, the state of Georgia has exploded with recruiters, and, and our state has seen a, a trickle effect of that where we're getting less scholarships than what we would normally get due to um, Georgia, uh, the neighboring states, just beating us out on that comp because we are in competition with them for the scholarships. There's only so many scholarships that each school can give. So we got to keep up with the times, and, and it, it, it's a much-needed game to help us um, allow these student-athletes to be seen. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for all you do for the kids and the community. And keep stay strong, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate y'all for sure. And uh, you know, I know Oceanside's probably gonna have one of one or two guys. I know we're looking at real hard. So uh, we're gonna uh, hopefully get those up there to the game. And uh, like I said, we're gonna choose guys from every classification, and um, we're gonna pick the best 44. So. We plan to uh, do that, and we plan to uh, make it a great event for everybody. And hopefully, after um, the state sees this, they'll um, they'll get on board as well, and, and and we'll, like I said, have more and more colleges coming to recruit our guys. Well, Coach Smitty, I tell you, I can't tell you enough. Like uh, Coach Eugene said there, I appreciate everything that you do for not only us at Southern Sports Central, but everything you do over there at CE Murray, and not only there, just around the state of South Carolina. And, you know, the one thing that I, I also want to congratulate you on, on the role that you're going to get to do over there with uh, the guys over there at High School Blitz. I've had a chance to meet those guys on uh, – it was uh, what Championship Saturday at Williams-Brice Stadium and first-class guys, and, and we kind of shook hands and said, hey, let's work together. You know, let's, let's combine everything that's happened in the upstate to the lower state. And, and, of course, you're there in the middle, so I think we got it covered. Uh, but it's going to be a, a lot of things. And the one thing that kind of burned me, and the last thing I'm going to say is this, when somebody says that we don't have any talent in this state, that there's no need for nobody to come here, boy, that just put a fuel under me. And then I tell you, the light came on, and I looked at the guys over there at High School Blitz. I said, look here, let's roll because it's time because we have a ton of talent here. I think they forget per capita right. what we're able to do in the country or in the Indies, not just in football, but baseball, basketball, and everything else, not to mention the coaching uh, that we're out there putting out together as well. And you're one of many great men uh, that continue to do great things. And I appreciate you. That's right. You know, our kids are extremely talented in this state. All you got to do is look at the pro level and you'll see per capita. We're right up there with uh, Texas and Florida per capita wise of putting out NFL, NBA, major league baseball players. So uh, they're definitely wrong when they said that, and, and that was, a, I guess, a challenge to our state to step up their game, and uh, hopefully this junior showcase game uh, helps us to bridge that gap, and uh, I know we're going to keep working, 
and keep at it. And I think more and more kids from our state will end up going on to uh, get scholarships, and that's a great thing. No doubt about it, Coach. Uh, again, not only on the football field and every other court that you step on or, or field that you get on because you do cover all the sports over there at C.E. Murray, but just for your love of the passion of a student, an individual that you have, and that's why you keep getting blessed the way you are. Our thoughts and prayers to you and your community as we go forward for the next upcoming weeks. We're not sure what it looks like, but I am going to lean on you on Sundays to come on in and give us an update on what's happening around the community that you're in and help get any words out that we need to get to those who are listening. Gotcha. We'll, we'll definitely do that. And, again, we appreciate you for helping to get the word out. Uh, it's definitely needed in the high school community. And, and, again, all those porters who've been missing out on high school sports, tell them to listen in to Southern Sports Central, and then they'll get ca- caught up quickly. So we appreciate you. Prayers out to your entire community and, and the entire state. And we'll get through this, and we just got to help all those who are in need. No doubt, Coach. God bless. Take care. We'll see you on the other side. God bless. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Smitty, he's one of the great ones. He's been coaching for quite some time and has an impact like nobody else. So we're going to take a quick break because i got to get in here with a guy that I've had a chance to meet. Coach, uh, of course, uh, Ken Brown, he is the uh, the big man in the house over there at High School uh, Blitz. He does a phenomenal job recognizing the men uh, in, in the world of football over there in high school. And I tell you what, we're going to get in here with him next for the first of many visits here on Southern Sports Central. Coming up next. With a little love and some tenderness, we'll walk upon the water, we'll rise above the mist, with a little peace and some harmony, we'll take the world together, we'll take them by the Welcome back, everybody. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Gurns Pharmacy. Gurns Pharmacy is the oldest pharmacy in the great state of South Carolina, one of the oldest ones for sure around the country. And you have to stop, drop, and hang out over there. That's got all your pharmaceutical needs, but they got the best hot dogs in town. You can get a chocolate shake, and you can get a soda. I know I just talked to you about being in shape, but, man, if you're having a day to cheat, go in there and get it. And, of course, I'm sure you can get some fat burners to get some of that off of you anyway. But now, without further ado, and I've been excited since our first conversation, we've had a few phone conversations. Of course, that's uh, Ken Brown over there at the high school blitz who has continued. I mean, you know, Mr. Brown, you're doing it big, man. I love the belt. I love the attitude, the helmet. you got the swag, and you're bringing in the talent, man. Uh, welcome to Southern Sports Central, one of many visits with us. 
Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. Glad to be on. Appreciate all the kind words. Hey, man. Well, you and I talked, and, and, and it's funny how, how, you know, those who have the same vision, have the same purpose, have the same drive, find a way to get together. Of course, we, we caught up uh, at the uh, state. Uh, was it showdown Saturday over at williams Bryce Stadium? Mm-hmm. That was one of our first conversations. And then, oh, did somebody put their foot in their mouth, and it made a couple of us oh. upset. That was you and me. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I was, man! I was football, I've never man. been so mad in my life, man. If you want to really get under my skin, you just talk about our South Carolina ballers, and and we'll we'll go we'll go at it. We'll take the gloves off on that one because we have more talent than anybody else has. Then you got these guys that you know the work that we do, the work you do, and the other guys in the state to help out because we got a right. great base in the state to help to help these kids. Then you have somebody just say something, and, you know. Well, we only have two kids in the state that's really that good, you know. And you're like, you got to be kidding me! How can you say that? And you got like twenty something guys at Power Five offers, and right. but they love the out of state kids, you know. We we trying to change that. We trying to we trying to make it so, you know, don't look over South Carolina. Don't just go stepping over South Carolina. Go to the state. It was a guy that a recruiter from a college somewhere said, "I'm on the recruiting trail." He had footprints coming through Georgia. Jumped hmm. over South Carolina and North Carolina. I was like, I tweeted him. I said, you better turn right back around. <laughs> you know, you just missed a bunch of good players. So we're trying right. to help change that, and um, it's going good. And that's why I was like, you know what? We need this junior game. We have to catch up with Georgia and these other states because with them having those games and getting those kids out there in front of our kids, and them kids get on that recruiting board a lot faster than our kids. So right. we got to have this game. You know, good on good, iron sharpens iron. You know, good on good to, to have this game here to get these coaches. So, look, this is our kids. This is our top 8-8 eight, eight kids. we got a rank for you and everything. Let's get them on your recruiting board because once you get on the board, you you pretty much set. So, if you're late getting right. to the party, they, they you know, they work their way down the board. Okay, we lost one, two, and three. Let's go to number four. Well, this game, you'll have right. these kids jump, to, jump up there and get to one and two. And this song we've been needing for a long time. Yeah, I would agree with you. And the one thing that you, of course, do what you do in the upstate, Perry Parks has been doing it now uh, there in the Midlands, and I know we're working on something here in the low country, and I think it's needed, and that is another all-star game because you look at the north-south yes. game, it's limited to so many athletes on the, on the uh, I'd say, east-west. I don't know why they call it north-south, but it's east-west. Mm-hmm. That and, and then you look at the Shrine Bowl, and it is north-south, of course, uh, in that aspect, mm-hmm. but it only limits you know, how many athletes you can get. Yes. And here's the thing, certain, and if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong, but they've got to have so many from regions and conferences and, and, and all of that. So if they have to go out and get a guy from region one, a from this area, and he's a linebacker, well, that's going to take the place of a guy who possibly could be a better linebacker, but because of the rules mm-hmm. that are put in the system with this all-star game, they got to take him. So somebody's left yeah, out. Exactly. So for example, here in Charleston, you know, Manny McQuamu, who, uh, you know, was a big-time quarterback mm-hmm. in Goose Creek, right? He was left out of the mix. Uh, you, you had um, the quarterback over there at uh, Ashley Ridge. He was left out of the mix. The running mm-hmm. back Oceanside left out of the mix. I mean, just and I'm just naming some guys. Luke Taylor, a linebacker yeah. from Somerville, left out of the mix. And it just kept mm-hmm. going and going. And I thought to myself, man, this is just it, – it's not fair to these young men. So what we watch exactly. you and Perry Parks do there in the, local, in the Midlands, and I said to these guys here in the low country, and I've talked to a lot of our local coaches who have a lot of history behind them and, and a ton, ton of knowledge. And I said, look, guys, we, we got to figure this out. We got to have our own, and we can just have it kind of call it the, uh, you know, the Tri-County Bowl there. And just that way you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. hotel rooms, and you can just keep everybody local. And then, hey, 
the winner can play the winner of that one. They can play the winner of that one. I mean, there's so much we can do mm-hmm. if you want to play that much football. Oh, but yeah. That would, we be, have that would be, be so, so awesome. Yeah, and, and you guys need it down there, too. They're just like with my upstate game, I had, you know, I had Sean Brown and Kearns from Greer, you know, guys that's going to Coastal and, and uh, Charleston Southern and stuff. We had a, a bunch of a bunch of guys that could have been in the Shrine Bowl, that, you know, but like you said, they just could not get – they got a pick from so many regions. And, and I knew it was going to have a good, a, a good group of kids. And, and having that game, we ended up getting 21 kids scholarships out of there, <laughs> which was great. And that's what I wanted to do. I said, if I can just get one kid an offer, I, I did my job. But to have right. that many kids get offers was absolutely amazing. But, you, you, yeah, if you guys definitely need to get something going down there because, you know, these kids are just – those spots are limited. You know, you got you got you got a lot of these parents that don't understand how it works, and they all holler, "Oh, it's politics, politics, politics." But you, it's once they pick here and pick there, that's what they have to do, and the kids get left out. And so, with the Upstate game, it turned out so good. The twenty six kids in waiting that wanted to play so bad, and I thought, man, hmm. you know, you know, until you have start having that game, you don't realize how many kids was left out. And I'm talking about it was all good ball players that had offers right. and stuff, but they just wanted to play football. So yeah, you get something going down there. We would love to, to you know, tussle with each other. You know, okay, let's we're gonna play this guy. That'd be awesome. I like that idea. Yeah, and we may meet in the middle. I'm sure you know Must Champ wouldn't mind us playing another game over there, give him some action there in the December months. Uh, you know, but you look yeah. at it, and like I mentioned, Matt Duncan's one kid that's leaving and, and going out of the, the state, and and that's something kind of turned the page a little bit. Uh, well, before I do that, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that I did notice, and you you see this in the North South game a lot of times, if a man goes down, and let's say they've got some one A uh, and two A coaches, you, you have to understand if you're a parent, they're going to take care of their own, and, and I don't blame them because mm-hmm. when they're four and five A coaches, they're doing the same thing, and that that's because of the fact that that's just the way it works. That's that happens in, in every job, and it's a hard lesson for these young men to learn early, but why not learn it now? Uh, with that being said, though, but, you know, I did see the Matt Duncan's not making it. I got to see, you know, the Keegan Williams not, who was one of the leading rushers in the state, and definitely the leading rusher here in the low country, just knocking them down right and left. And then other mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Again, this was kind of the year of the quarterbacks. If you looked at it, in my perspective, I thought we oh, had yeah. a lot of quarterbacks in this class coming out, and there just weren't enough games, but – when, when you look at it and, and you kind of put it in perspective, and, and let's turn the page now to this junior combine that you're putting together, and this is going to be opened up, if I'm not mistaken, for everybody in the state uh, to, to oh, yeah, entertain and state, to be a yeah. part of, correct? Yeah, you got a whole state. Upper state gets lower state. Yeah, that's we, that's what we're doing. And uh, we'll have all state combine and lower state combine to see the kids. And we got a list of all the top kids in the state already. But we've got mm-hmm. a, a combine. I want to get there. I want to get the kids together. Have them check in, get their forty, the vertical, let them bench, get the shuttle times. I want to get all their numbers, and we're gonna have, we're gonna log all that stuff, you know, because I got a list of college coaches I talked to. And say, Look, here's this kid's numbers. I get tired of hearing coaches saying, "Well, he's not fast enough, he's not tall enough." Okay, well, here's a list of all the ones we got. Pick you one out that you want, then, because don't give <laughs> me that he's too short, he's too small. If you can ball, you can ball. It's plain right. and simple. If you got the, if you can play, you can play. You know, you get these kids, and they and, and they slot these kids so fast by their numbers. So so we're going to go ahead and have the numbers ready for them before they senior year because when they play in this game, after this game, you will be able to rank them. You, you come to the game, you go, okay, I think that's the best quarterback in the state, so he's number one. That's the right. second best quarterback in the state. That's the best running back in the state. So you can rank the kids in their position. Then you can do overall ranking the who's the best and who did this because, you know, I'm going to have the belts. I'm going to get the most valuable players to each position. And, it, I mean, we're going to do all that stuff. 
But we better see those kids in action. One on one. Can you imagine the matchups you're going to have? Okay, take Jaden Lucas up there, the defensive back from Malden, got all the offers. That kid is incredible. Then you take Randall from down at um, Myrtle Beach. The receivers got offers. Them two won't right. see each other all season, right? That game, right. they'll see each other. Can you imagine those two one-on-one the whole game? I mean, think about it. I went and watched Chris DeMille play. I said, I'm going to come and get some footage tonight. I got no film because he was so good, but the receivers he went against, he, he didn't have no competition. He was just shutting them down so fast coming off the line. The quarterback never threw the ball all night long. Half time I said, I didn't get no film. I told us that. I didn't get no film. So mm-hmm. you have those two guys that are one-on-one. That, that kind of level, level of competition, you're going to see some action. And that's what that's what I want to give give these guys. So okay, you may go all season and not and not play a top notch receiver, or you you may you may play one or two, but when you get to this game, you got to bring it. You have to bring it. It's going to be college coaches there, all the media is going to be there, and we're going to catch. I, I honestly think we can take our top kids in this state and play against Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, any of them, and beat them. Because I've seen a lot of kids, and we have a lot of good players. But it just drives me crazy that you can take the, a, a kid in South Carolina with, with no offers, move him across the state line to Georgia, he have 10 offers in a week, all because of the address. Yep. And that don't make no sense to me. So we're going to change that. We're going to change it, and I'm, if I have to die doing it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I tell you what, it, and it's, yeah. well, it's guys like you that, 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 that do what you do, that, that put together <clears> things that, that, that we need to be involved in. Like I said, of course, the guys, if you're just tuning in, we're live right now with Ken Brown from uh, the High School Blitz who – uh, he brings that upstate, of course, East versus West All-Star game uh, there uh, coming up here. We got the uh, the junior combine that's going to be happening here up there with the uh, with the young athletes. And it was all about a, a an interview on one of the local state, I would say, more of a state-level uh, radio show. Yeah. The gentleman went on there and made a comment that this is not the year that these guys need to even have entertainment in the state of South Carolina. And these guys they mm-hmm. were talking to were college recruits, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? Everybody else in the state and around the state sees the talent. I don't know why he, this guy doesn't. And then my thing was with 24-7 sports, I, you know, I sent a direct message to five of my contacts. And I said, look, there's some things that you're said that, that, that we tell our kids all the time just because you think it, don't say it. And that was one of those moments exactly. that you tell your kids to do something and you're not doing what you tell your kids to do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that just that burned me up so bad because, you know, you bust your butt trying to change the narratives and stuff. And then when that was said, it cut deep. I was mad for days. And, you know, when I talked to you, I was still hot. And, I mean, I was literally <laughs> had coaches call me and stuff. And they even, 2470 reached out to me, you know, and we talked and stuff. And I just told him, he said, well, what do you want? I said, I want respect for our kids. He said, I understand. He said, that's all I need to know. I said, you give me that, and I'm good. I said, well, do not right. disrespect these players, man. Because right. it's amazing how you see, you know, you get the combines and stuff and, you see the guy with, oh, he got 12 offers, and then you see this kid over here in South Carolina with no offers. Kid in South Carolina goes out there and beats that kid one-on-one, and you look over at 247, you go, all right, what do you have that kid ranked? Oh, he's not ranked on our site. Oh, okay, wow. but you just saw what he just did against this guy from Georgia that you got ranked in the top five, right? So explain yourself, mm-hmm. and then they just walk off. So I watched Chris Miller do that for two years on the circuit, and they couldn't they, – I mean, it drove them crazy. You know, and then when you sit and watch a college coach, one of our, one of our in-state coaches is just refused to – you know, to give somebody a scholarship, but, you know, I don't – I believe what my eyes tell me. And if I, right. if I see a kid beating a kid, that's, this kid's better, you know. But you're not going to sit here and tell me – I'll I, I tell you what made me mad the other week. 
I'm having two kids argue back and forth on Facebook. I sit there and watch this for like five minutes. I couldn't take no more. <laughs> and this kid said to the other kid, well, Clippers don't recruit South Carolina because they ain't got no good players. And he was going back and forth. And, he, and I said, well, why do you say that we ain't got good players? He said, well, because 247 said they don't. I said, do what? He said, yeah. I said, do you go to football games? No, I don't go to football games. I said, so well, how do you know what we got? He said, well, they said it, so I believe it. So that, wow. that went back to what me and you was talking about when he said what he said. If those right. guys, they got so many followers and stuff, if they said these guys that people don't even go to games and stuff, believe it, you know, because they don't, they don't know no different. They just believe what they say. And right. I told him, I said, I would, I would drag you to any high school game you want to go to or come out and watch our kids in action when you can go and watch them against kids for other states, and then, you, I said, then they'll change your mind. I said, well, we got some of the best ballers around. I said, to prove my point, Tennessee is camped in, in camped up in Columbia, getting all the talent around there. I said, now Virginia and Virginia Tech sliding on in. I said, you got Georgia State and App State just killing it all in the state. I said, if that don't, cha-, I said, I said, look what App State did to Carolina. They had homegrown kids on that field that was at combines and showcases and camps at Carolina that could should have been on Carolina's team when Carolina was good. That's when they had all the in-state players. That's so right. you can't have kids going out of state playing and come back and beat you. I mean, look, Jalen Hyatt. There's no way I'd let that kid get out of the state, man. Now you got to play against him for four years, maybe three. But, hey, right. don't get me started because I'll go all night long, man. <laughs> well, Kenny Solomon's another young man. Kenny Solomon's a soccer kid two years oh, ago. Oh, I know. He is a good Carolina. one, man. Right? Wasn't recruited oh, by Clemson. Tracks all American. He's yep. this kid. Because he doesn't have the stars, quote, unquote, stars, then he didn't get the opportunity. He goes to Tennessee, and he just lights it up in Tennessee. He's a track star now. Well, yeah. he was because they've just slowed that down a little bit. But you, know, you, you get these kids, and, and you see them going outside of the outside of the state of South Carolina. And, you know, you and I talked about this, and that is the fact that you're ranking all these kids, but how many practices have you seen? How many games have you seen? Exactly. Well, they don't see any of them. They don't see any of them. And, and, and when nothing. we were at the game, right, well, we stood there, and we looked at – you know, Coach Pruitt walked in, Coach Elliott walked in, and all these coaches from Virginia, because one of them, of course, has taken the kid out of Tim- out of uh, Woodland uh, here in the mm-hmm. next couple of months. And you see all these – and you and I just looked, and we just started counting coaches. And then on the other side, <laughs> yeah. and you almost feel bad for him, but Will Muschamp standing there with his son, who, oh, by the way, isn't going to South Carolina neither. He's going to Georgia. Exactly. So it's like exactly. <laughs> it's like somebody coming in and taking all your women, and now your child as well. It, it's got to be heartbreaking, mm-hmm. man. I, and, and my heart goes out to him to some degree, but you got to stop the bleeding. And like you nailed it, the last time South Carolina, and, and again, I'm I'm a fan of of the universities and, and around the country, but I like to see homegrown kids stay home. But the last time the yes. Gamecocks were really good is when they had all the homegrown kids staying home and doing the big things. Mm-hmm. And that was, of course, uh, you know, during that Steve Spurrier era with Gilmore and, and you know, of course, Lattimore and those kind of guys and Jadavion Clowney. Yes. We can sit here and name them all, but. They were all homegrown guys, and they stayed in the yep. backyard and did what they could do. Take DJ Twitty. I asked him, I said, you're not going to offer him a scholarship? No, he's not fast enough. I just looked at him. I said, he runs the same 40 as Marcus Latimer. Exactly. He's a bigger version of Latimer. But his, your excuse for not getting him is he's not fast enough. I said, I don't understand that. And I just walked off. So he'll be starting up East Tennessee State this year. You know, okay, you don't take Patrick Nations, the, the number one kicker in the, in the state, in the nation, for Wahala. You don't take him. You stay, we stay on the field watching the kid. He's getting 60-yard field goals. You don't take him. Right. You take, you offer it to Ham. Ham says, okay, I'll take it, but he goes to Duke. And now, hmm. you know, you call Patrick Nation the next day. Yeah, we want you, but he goes to East Carolina. Well, East Carolina's on your schedule now, so what if he kicks a 50-yard field goal and beat you? 
when he should be right. on your team, you know. <laughs> so that's what you got to take Nick Hampton from Westside. He sat right there mm-hmm. and, and and he could have he wanted to go to Carolina. He didn't offer. Who got the sack against Zelensky? Nick Hampton, the end of the game. The play before yeah. the interception, Nick Hampton. Noah Hanna, yeah. the center. No, he should have been at Carolina. He's at all conference three straight years at App State. So when you, when you got those good in-state players, if you just look over and you offer these out-of-state players, because every time they offer somebody, I always look at their look at their hold and go, okay, he's not better than this kid from so-and-so. Why not offer him? This kid's great. Right. He's even better. So I don't know the kid's character because I don't know the kid from Georgia and Tennessee, all these other places, but I met the kids in South Carolina. I'm like, there's no way. Why would you offer? And I don't understand what they're seeing. And it's always it, – it, it, Every time I talk to somebody, then it's always, well, well that kid's a four-star. That kid's a three-star. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah. I remember one thing that Spurrier said when he was recruiting my son. He said, I want what's in the chest. I don't care about stars. And that's what he said. But Shane yeah. Beamer was the key for everything down there. When he was there, he was yes, there. he was recruiting everybody. I love Mr. Shane Beamer. And yeah, Shane's <laughs> I, a real I, deal. I loved, I loved, yeah, he was. But we got, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping – you know, once we uh, – I mean, there's, we announced it uh, Saturday, and I've got probably 100 calls and my emails and texts. My phone is just going crazy. And I've been telling everybody, uh, uh, you slot these players. I said, we, we haven't come by you guys. So all these players are pumped. All the coaches are pumped because they know this is something we've been needing for so long, for exactly. so long. And this is going to change how everybody look at Cyclone football because when you come to that game, you're seeing good on good. You can't lie. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you go to some high school games, you're going to see some lot of players. It, it, it knows the players, oh, we're playing source. So when they move to the game in three years, they go out there and go to the motion. Well, you can't do that because you're going to get a right. top-notch player across from you. So you've got to bring your lunch pail and go to work. And I can't wait, man. You, I mean, you, you're my guy, so I can't wait to have you there and <laughs> come out to practice. You know, do what you have. You'll have, you have full, full access. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be exciting. We're excited to be a part of it here and get on the ground with you. Before we get you out of here, I know we had Coach Smitty on, but there's another coach. I want you to recognize him as well because we want to make sure that everybody in this beginning stage has an opportunity to have a, a name to go with this uh, this annual kickoff. Mm-hmm. So again now? So with your other coach, I know you're going to have, of course, Coach Smitty. Who's the other coach that you're going to have involved as well? Oh, Coach Wilcox from Eastside. Coach Wilcox. Coach uh, Andre Wilcox from Eastside. Uh, Wilcox from Eastside. He's a great coach. He actually was the um, – uh, he he coached the Upstate game <laughs> and, uh, with uh, Coach uh, Cabot from uh, Malden. And now right. he's over at uh, Chapman. And um, then he was talking – we was talking after the game, and I said, I looked at him. I said, I say, Coach, I want to talk to you for a second. He said, yeah, I said uh, – I said uh, I'm gonna have a I said I'm gonna have a junior showcase game. I said I'm working on it. I said that's something we need. He said, man, that'd be awesome. He said, keep me in mind. I said, all right. We walked off. So after I got it, I got to talking to everybody. And I talked to coach early and met with the high school league and talked to them and stuff. And and uh, I called him up. I said, hey, coach, you want that gig? He's like, man, oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah. So I started reaching out. I said, I'm gonna, I said, I'm gonna find me a little state guy and we'll meet and we'll announce it. So. I started calling some coaches and stuff, and and um, a couple of them told me they said if you so about, one of them said I want to do it. He said, well, I know I'll be out of town that weekend. He said, but if you're gonna get one, get Coach Smitty. I said, all right. I said, so more call, and I called him, and we hit it right off, man. We hit it right off. I was like, damn, this is a great guy, you know. And then when they met, man, I'm like, this is, and they're both competitive, and, you know, and they, and they both like, no, we want to we want to put on this show, we want to win too, you know. And having those two great coaches on staff is, is it makes it easier for me, you know, 
because right. believe it or not, they they mean they have got they got the coaching staffs together. They are they are already go, they're going to meeting. They're going to start. You know, we're going to do these combines and, and look at players, and we're going to announce the roster the second week of the season. That second week, that Saturday, we'll post a we'll post the um, uh, players, and um, like today, I got a kid that I've never heard of. I try my best to try to find as many kids as I can in the state. And right. um, this kid from uh, God, what was his name? He's a defensive end. He sent a message. He said, "Will you look at my holder?" I sent the coach him. I said, "Good God, look at this kid!" And uh, he was a stud, you know. And um, I think he's at. He said he's going to be talking to Virginia Tech. And then we find uh-huh. out that Sumter is slotted for the Upstate, and I was thinking oh, yeah. it was for the Lower State. So the way it's designed, I'm like, and Coach Smith said, "I don't, I won't get him." I was like, what? He said, yeah. So then when you got, <laughs> you got Porter region. kid over at, and you got the Porter kid, he's going to, well, I'm hearing he's going to be transferred to a grade. He plays over at, um, not him and the other little school. And he, uh, he's a defensive lineman. And I was like, man, so he was, would be, he would be slotted for, for, um, coach Smith, but now he's going to be slotted the other way. I was like, cause <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I've seen some of the names he got on his list and he has got a team that's going to be something. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> With those receivers and those quarterbacks he's got down right now, I'm like, this is going to be a game. It's going to be – and we're going to play by the same rules as North-South. We're going to use right. that same platform. And um, and then it's just going to be – I can't wait, man. I'm so pumped. I, I don't even think I slept last night. I really don't. Cause I, <laughs> well, my mind never stops. Here, that's for sure. <laughs> my, my mind never stops. I'm always trying to think. What next can we do to help these kids? So, you know, I, I give out a scholarship every year. Um, I pay everything out of my own pocket. I don't ask nobody for anything. I pay everything in my own pocket, um, buy my own uniforms, everything. And I just love helping kids. And, and you know, the day I started high school blitz, man, I'm, I'm at the drive-thru. The kid sitting there, I'm like, why ain't this kid playing college football? And he said, I didn't get no offers. He's got to be kidding me. I still had his connection. I had no Twitter, no nothing. I just went, let's go out the field, do some filming and stuff. Went out there and filmed it, sent it to a couple of coaches of Kennesaw and stuff. Like, yeah, we'll take him. Got another kid. I'm like, no. He said, man, what's your Twitter? And I said, I ain't got one. I don't even know what that is. He said, well, you need to set something up, man, if you're going to do this. I was like, all right. So set it up. They saw the film and stuff. And next thing I know, I got coaches following me left and right. Hey, you got any more kids? I'm like, well, why do you? Well, okay. So I start doing it. Right. <laughs> and then what I realized was that we got some of the best coaches in South Carolina. Hands down. But when you take the best coaches in South Carolina, you're going to work them 80, 90 hours a week, and then they got to go home to their families. They don't have time. They, they do all what they can to help these high school kids. But you're asking so much from them. And I'm saying, no, I can right. bridge the gap between, the, between these coaches. Because, I mean, because I, I coach some, and I, mean, I know you're getting, home, you're getting home 8, 9 o'clock during the week. The game night, you're so tired. You wake up the weekends. You want to spend time with your family. You got coaches calling. So it's hard on right. Oh, yeah. So, no doubt about it. <clears throat> Well, Coach, we're up yeah, against the top of the hour. Um, let's do this. Let's table this. I'm going to get you next week. We're going to give. I'm going to give you 45 minutes next week because I know you got a lot to cover. I want to get you in here with me. But uh, you and I will catch up off the air here shortly. We'll get some game plans together. But next Sunday, if you can okay. get the permission slip, they give me about 45 minutes. Let's do this every week. You'll have your own segment. We'll name it. We'll brand it. And we'll get you rocking and rolling. We'll have some fun. All right, you got it, my man. I'll see you then. 
You got Thanks it, buddy. There you me. go, ladies and gentlemen. Want to thank uh, the one, the only Ken Brown High School Blitz, and we bring back in, of course, uh, Coach Eugene. We've got 55 seconds, buddy. I want to thank you uh, for continuing to do what you do. Uh, you, of course, uh, are a brother from another mother with me, and uh, we look forward to continuing this week in and week out, man. We may need to add a Wednesday night. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it good. I'm feeling it too. I'm feeling it too, brother. I mean, he touched on some very sensitive issues with me. You know, I train kickers. And to have these guys come in and come in and some of these tough guys going out of state, man, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It really is. And I know there that guys. a lot of college coaches really, uh,